City crowned in style, but the race for the top four is well and truly on. It's the 94th episode of the Fancy Football Surgery Podcast. Welcome back, listeners, once again in for game week. 36 before the next double game week. Lots to talk about on the podcast this evening. Joining me, of course, as usual, it is the Iceman. Thank you very much, Billy. Welcome back. Thank you. And as we're recording this, Liverpool are currently absolutely demolishing Roma in the Champions League. Absolutely smashing them. Salah is a god. Will you at least let me talk about the Champions League a bit, just for this podcast only? I'll give you 20 seconds. Okay, I'm going to save that for during the pod and indulge in it. Yeah, Iceman doesn't like me speaking European football, but uh, we can make an exception tonight. Right, well, we've had one actor on the podcast previously in Hort, but uh, today, very, very lucky to be joined by Mr. Luke Jurdy, who will be better known to many of you Hollyoaks watchers as Jesse Donovan. Delighted to have him on the podcast. Um, also appeared in Warhorse in the West End as well. Very talented actor. Welcome, Luke. Thank you very much, boys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Great to have you on board. We we spoke before the pod and we established that you are a Man United fan. And going by age, like we said, it's the uh, the Wenger-Fergie rivalry I think you were probably brought up on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, earliest memory of football is probably probably Cantona scoring the winner in the FA Cup final against Liverpool in 95, I think it was, or 96, oh. I think, 95. And uh, yeah, so kind of grew up through through the Wenger-Fergie years and obviously yeah, we were just talking about it all coming to an end now, weren't we? Yeah, a bitter end. Fergie's gone, Wenger's gone, neither club are winning anything anymore. Well, I've talked to people ourselves, but yeah, it's all kind of a bitter end, doesn't it? Hey, we're in the FA Cup final, I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> yeah, we've got a That's chance to be, Yeah, and to be fair, we've won three out of the last four, so we can't complain. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Look, I'm really interested. So you're, you've, you're obviously you're, you're well known for your role in in Hollyoaks. Um, are you the only one in the cast who plays FPL, or or is it a bit of a thing you can speak to the others about? Yeah, so we've got we've got a mini league going on. Um, it's called La Liga Lime because we're um, Lime Pictures is where is where Hollyoaks is filmed. Nice. Um, and uh, and yeah, there's a few cast in there. It's mainly like crew and because. Um, there's just there's so many people in the building there's you know hundreds and hundreds of people that work there so we've got like there's 27 in our league so um reasonable amount i am seventh currently yeah Yeah. not too bad it's not too bad i mean the the top guy at the moment is dave kennedy uh who plays dirk savage and he's he's got one nine eight three so not not too bad yeah. Fairly, fairly decent standard. Are, are there any kind of real FPL, other than yourself, of course, any other real FPL boffs that in the cast that people would, would know and follow on the programme? Uh, there's um, Rishi, Rishi Nair, who's just yeah. joined the cast fairly recently to play Sammy, and um, Ash, Ash Taylor-Dawson, who's been in it for years. He plays yeah. Darren Osborne. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Greg Finnegan, um, Bob Cryer. Quite um, a few, then. Yeah, that's yeah, very a few, cool. few of the cast. Yeah, it's decent. We have we have a good bit of banter about it, so it's fun. Question is, do they listen to this podcast? Uh, I don't know. I certainly <laughs> do. <laughs> He's a good man. Good they, man. they will. They will after this one. <laughs> oh, they'll, they'll be listening to you. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't. Although I don't want him to get any tips. <laughs> 
too, don't tell them. <laughs> that's a fair point. Don't tell nobody about it. See, that's the universal appeal of FPL. It brings people from all walks of life together. Mm. Um, great to have you on board, though. So we're going to uh, learn from how you've been getting on this season in just a moment. Yeah. First of all, Iceman, let's just see how we got on in the smaller game week. How did you fare? Yeah, I didn't do too bad in the end. I did opt for a minus four, which I was absolutely gutted at Sane being benched because I brought him in for the minus four. I brought in Jesus as well, so he scored me a seven. I went to Captain Sterling like all week and now I just... I really chickened out and I went Salah in the end and he only got the seven points whereas Sterling got the 11. But I ended up on 60 points whereas a lot of people were playing their free hit. So I didn't fare too badly. I went out to seven, well, just under 8k overall. So yeah, not too bad. Nice. Yeah. Well, we, we obviously talked about I was going to be using my free hit and I should have taken your advice because I, uh, I rolled the dice on Newcastle and got nothing for my Perez and Kennedy punt. Very happy with the returns of De Bruyne, Jesus and Salah and Tarkowski, but the rest of the team let me down, unfortunately. And I made the decision to take out Barnes, which I'm gutted about. So I only got 44 this week, still 14 points above the average. And I did actually jump another 20,000 places, which says more about me being a bit lower down at the moment. But I'm up to uh, 143 at the moment, 1,000. So desperately trying to catch you, Iceman, but I don't think it's going to happen this season now. I, I did warn you about Perez, didn't I? I did warn you about that. Yeah, I had a couple of chances, but uh, of course went cold when I put him in. So uh, yeah, should have listened to you. I'll, uh, I'll eat that humble pie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, Luke, how did you get on this game week? So I I did all right actually. I well I made four transfers because I only had like seven players available and um I had two so I had two free transfers. So I took an eight point hit and put Sterling in and triple captained him, which came off really well. So he got thirty three. And I also put on out of it Chin, who scored. I put Abamyang in, uh, um who annoyingly didn't start but managed to come on and get an assist. And I already had Walcott who scored as well. Um, so basically, I, I finished with 58, um, which, uh, which I was pretty happy with. I needed a big, I needed a big week to kind of take me from the doldrums of like towards the million rank. You kind of um, covered yourself in the uh, triple captain on Sterling, didn't you? Yeah, he completely saved it. He yeah. completely saved it because I think without, without him and the two midfielders, I'd have got hardly anything. I mean, I had Kelly and Otamendi and neither of those played. Yeah, Firmino, Firmino was benched when he came on. So, um, yeah, the triple captain really saved me in the end. Yeah, so decent score there. Um, definitely up there with the Iceman on that one. I, I guess you would have jumped quite a few places overall. Yeah, I'm up to... I think I'm... Yeah, I must have jumped about 100,000 odd. So I'm up to... 831,951. You've so, cracked I mean, the million markets. It's, uh, it's onwards and upwards from here. It's onwards and upwards. I mean, I'm just looking now. Total players, 5.8 million. I'm all right with 830,000 for now. Yeah. yeah, you're in the top, top 20% and that's no bad place to be. So you can work up. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Right, well, let's um, see how the rest of the uh, the podcast mini-leaguers did. So, in our top 10, and I know you're part of this, aren't you, Luke? In the, uh, you're in the podcast mini-league. Yeah, 697th. So, even higher in that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, top 10. So, again, very much uh, what you'll find, Luke, is we have some very familiar faces pop up each week on this. So, um, right. 10th place, we've got Andrew Ferguson. He's been very much a present all season. Uh, we have one of the Costa family. So we've got the Red Eagles in, in ninth place. 
I did have a little look, and the other Costa team, I think, has dropped down only about five or six places, so not too bad. We've got Jay Loggerwood is in eighth place, Stevie Sunshine up into seventh, Andrew Redman down to sixth, Stephen Campbell up to fifth place, Joe Stone is into fourth, and uh, David Isaac, a previous uh, guest recently, big score this week of 74 up into third place. Demir Tanay is second, but he's fallen a bit behind Rizwan Chowdhury, who leads the lead now, and he's actually built up quite a nice little gap there of 60 points. So He's second overall in the world, so yeah, doing, doing really well. Yeah, so you might, you might expect him to be pretty good. 2,311 points, an incredible score. I've just wow. noticed he, he's an Arsenal fan as well, so I respect him even more. <laughs> you must be feeling pretty optimistic this week with the changes. Right then, chaps, let's get into uh, the upcoming game week fixtures. We have 10 of them, and I think the thing we're going to be really considering is the double game week following this. Now, I think the Iceman, I I went all cards in for the most recent double game week. The Iceman has played a reserve game, planned far in advance, and I said to him when that game week began, I think he's actually done the better, uh, taken the better option here, because I'm looking at the fixtures Iceman for the double game week in 37, and you must be licking your lips for the progress you could potentially make. Yes, I mean, I have put in a lot of uh, double game week players because I'm on my wild card now. Pretty excited about how it's going to go. It's just that the last few weeks, I feel like I may have dropped off quite a lot and I feel like I've missed out on quite a few points. But I've done better than some people. But if I played my wild card a bit earlier, I feel like I would have been a bit further up. So it's all to tell in these next couple of weeks whether that's, you know, whether the strategy is going to work. But at the moment, I'm actually kind of feeling that it's not working. But hopefully my wild card for this weekend next week is really going to benefit me so we'll see but it's uh, all in progress at the moment so you've not yep. played it yet you've not played the wild card no this is my wild card now so i, I held off right. um game week 33 and 32 and in game week 34 i used my free hit because i managed to field a quite a good team in game week 35 as you just said i got 60 so yeah uh, and that now i'm hitting my wild card button so i've still got my bench boost and my triple captain left so yeah all exciting and uh Hopefully, if it all goes well on this wildcard, uh, I'm going to be still going up the ranks and going past those people that played the wildcard in game week 32 and 33. But Yeah, yeah. Well, Iceman, speaking of, um, I know you're worried about throwing away the good progress you've made. Just speaking of that for a second, uh, Roma have pulled two back against Liverpool. Oh, so what? <laughs> true to Liverpool, yeah, Dzeko in the 81st, Perotti of a penalty in the 85th. True to Liverpool style, they kind of marched into Rome with an easy 5-0. They've now got a bit of work to do, so interesting to see. Yeah, away goals, isn't it? Yeah. That's mad. Yeah, so a bit of a turnaround. Classic uh, Liverpool. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about the things that we can influence then, and that is the FPL fixtures. And speaking of which, our 12.30 kickoff on Saturday, the 28th of April, is Liverpool taking on the mighty Stoke. Now, um, I'll kick us off on this one, because as I watched the Liverpool versus Rome again, previously I'm thinking... Yes, they're flying this season. They're going to want to finish in the top four. But if there's work to do against Roma, then potentially not going to risk players. They go 5-0 up and you're just thinking to yourself, well, actually, they can pretty much feel a second string side and march into the final. Those two goals back, I think, will change the complexion of this now. For me, I think Salah is definitely still a captain option in this one. He's scoring at will. 
Watch his goals tonight. Absolutely world-class finishes. Chelsea, I'm sure, won't be bitter about letting him go two years ago. Hmm. Well, what do you think about that, Luke, in terms of the, the complexion of the game, having seen Roma pull those goals back? Well, but yeah, I mean, it's just it just all depends who Klopp decides to play, isn't it? I mean, because obviously Salah's your man, and you think well, he wants the golden boot, but then he's he's quite a, quite a few goals ahead of Kane now, isn't he? And he wants is it the re- goal record for the most goals in a season that he wants as well? Or yeah, yeah he's on thirty one yeah. at the moment, and I think that's so matching Shearer. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine he's like he's saying to Klopp you know I want to play I want to play I want to play so if he plays you know he's got to be yeah he's got to be a captain option I mean especially as he's going for that record and he's just phenomenal like as as we've seen again tonight he just finishes everything so I so I I mean I think there is a chance he'll rest him but who knows I think he's more likely to start than some of the others perhaps well as we've mentioned the last few weeks we've got Anfield Express on Twitter if you follow them they are releasing the uh, they're releasing the Liverpool lineups the day before so hopefully they'll be doing that on the Friday because that's really going to help me if I can see if Salah's out the team then I probably won't put him in my wildcard obviously there's people that haven't got the wildcard that haven't got that benefit but all eyes are going to be on Anfield Express Twitter on Friday I think yeah definitely yeah because it's just if I mean I've still got Firmino in so I'm going to hold off until they if Firmino starts then I'll then I'll keep him in but if not then I'm then I'm thinking I might I might change him but all depends yeah, I mean, Firmino, Oxlade, Robertson were all rested in the previous game. So, obviously, uh, with the Champions League tie, it was four days before they are in Italy. So, I could probably see more changes at the weekend. I mean, like, will he risk Salah? Is is a big game. They, they've still got something to play for, Liverpool. Like, they're, they're still going for top four place finish. So, they've still got something to play for here. So, whether or not they play a weakened team, I, I do think Salah will start, but... Yeah, as mentioned, we'll see in Anfield Express. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Salah will start, but I mean, they're pretty much there, top four wise. But I mean, I ma- mathematically, it's not it? guaranteed at the moment. So no, no. Considering they drew against West Brom, I think they were hoping on getting that win, so they could probably rest a couple of players this game week. So, but it is Stoke, so <laughs> they probably don't need to put out a good lineup. Yeah. Yeah, but no. I think the one player that might benefit from from this is Danny Ings again. I mean, he, he started up top at the weekend, which kind of suggests to me that in the rotation strikers, he's still ahead of Solanke. Looks sharp up there, took his finish pretty well. Cheaper price option up front. I think for those of you who looked at these two game weeks and thought, Do you know what, there could be some rotation. I think if you brought Ings in, he wouldn't be a bad one to keep this week and I definitely think he'll get some game time I can see if not Firmino one of the other two getting rested so I think Ings is still a safe bet if you've got him this week I suppose it would just be a risk though wouldn't he like I don't think people would have him it would just be a risk bringing him in where he's going to start I suppose again we'll resort back to Anfield Express but if we go to Stoke on this they're yeah. one of the worst teams in the league. So if Liverpool are going to field a strong team, they're going to get a load of goals against Stoke here, I feel. I mean, like they, they they don't score many. They can't keep clean sheets. And I don't think there are any options there for Stoke, really. I mean, they're four points from safety. So they're going to have to push forwards because they need to score. So that's going to open up a few gaps in their defence. And if Liverpool are starting a strong team here, then, yeah, definitely, if Salah starts, captain option for me. Mm. Yeah, just another differential who I think would also play is Wijnaldum as well. And I think when he's played, he has looked good 
pushing forward. I know these aren't prolific point scorers, but I guess if it's people wanting to invest in Liverpool who fancy a bit of a differential, I think we can we can expect to see those players getting game time again because uh, Wijnaldum didn't start tonight. I think there's clean sheet potential in there as well. I mean, Stoke just, they've only scored two, I think, in their last four games away from home and Liverpool, Liverpool have only conceded one in their last four at home. Maybe if you want a cheap option, maybe Claven will play again. But obviously, again, you don't know. It's all, it's all reliant on Anfield Express, isn't it? Yeah. But if you wanted a cheap, cheap defender, Claven's at 4.1 million, I think. So could be an option for a clean sheet. And um, Or if you've got Carrius, perhaps. Yeah, they've not got bad fixtures towards the end, but they haven't got the double game week in, in 37. So yeah, when, when people are bringing in players, you've got to kind of be thinking about those double game week players as well and whether mm-hmm. whether or not these players you bring in, you feel like are going to score more in the single game week that they've got to play. So it's always got to be in thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. So we're not too keen on Stoke at the moment, but the next lot... Uh, Burnley versus Brighton. We do have a double game week side here in uh, in Brighton. Not the most glamorous team, of course. They are playing against Man City in the second of the, those uh, double game week fixtures. Iceman, let's come to you first for this one. Who do you like, if anybody, in Burnley versus Brighton? I'm staying away from Brighton altogether. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's not easy fixtures there. Uh, in game week 37, they've got Man United, City, and then they've got Liverpool the last game. So <laughs> it's game week 36. I suppose if you've got a Brighton player, maybe you would hang on to them. But Burnley away is, is a difficult fixture for them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not really going for any of Brighton players. But if you're going for, for Burnley, I wouldn't necessarily invest in terms of going forward for Game Week 37 because I don't think they're good enough to invest in any player because any player for Burnley, I don't think, will score a big enough haul in a single game week that will overcome like a double game week player because you've got to look at it as every double game week player, if they're playing two games, if you choose the, the nailed on one, they should get four points. And if you're getting four points from a Burnley player, you're, you're laughing there. You feel like you've actually chosen the right one. So I don't think there's anyone from Burnley that I would go for for the probably for the remainder of the season. So, um, so no one from this fixture, Burnley or Brighton, you don't really fancy them. No. Okay. And Luke, what about you? Is there anyone you look at in this fixture and still think there's a little bit of value in them? I mean. In terms of like my own team, I would perhaps, because I've still got Steve Mounier in there, who's probably the worst transfer I've ever made. Um, and uh, so I'd, I'd maybe put Barnes in for, um, for Mounier. I mean, Barnes scored six in his last eight. Cheap option. But apart from him, there's, I mean, like the Iceman was saying, there's not, I don't think there's much value to be had, especially because, yeah, Burnley don't have the double game week and Brighton, as you say, have got United mm-hmm. City and Liverpool. So, no, I'd steer. I'd steer clear of them. Yeah, it's the. Uh, it's always the tantalising, dangling double game week. But actually, sometimes it's false economy in the cheaper teams. So, I think the message there is steer clear. Let's go to Palace versus Leicester then. So both teams have shown some attacking promise. Defensively, less reliable. Uh, again, if we're looking at double game week, I don't think either. Actually, no, we have got Leicester featuring uh, away yeah, against yeah. Arsenal. Um, who's their first game against Iceman? Have you got it? They play, uh, West Ham home. Yeah, so a couple of home ties there. Look, Riyad Mahrez, Jamie Vardy, you know, in spite of a mixed season for Leicester, still coming up with some really good stats. Do you, would you fancy them for next, this next game week? 
Well, I, I did have Mares, but he's I think he's gone off the boil, hasn't he, in the last few weeks? Yeah, kind yeah. of got like twos and ones for about three or four. I'm just looking now. Yeah, like three, two, two, three. The last. So I so I took him out um, for for Sterling last week. I had him in. Um, so I'd, I I wouldn't put him back in. No, I think there's better value to be had elsewhere. But I, but I am considering Vardy. I think he scored. Yeah, he scored eight in his last ten. So he might be a better option for me than um, than Firmino, depending if depending on Firmino playing or not. But I think I think Vardy's a good option, and he he likes scoring against the big teams as well, doesn't he? And so if he's got Arsenal at home, and Arsenal's defence is pretty leaky, West Ham at home, he might be a good option. I think. Yeah, I think you're onto a good shout. I mean, he's got six attempts in his last two in that double game week. He also got on the score sheet as well. Obviously, they didn't score in the Southampton game, but he would be the one to go for. Mares was the one which I had in my game week 34 team, which just let me down and just wasn't as involved as you kind of hoped. Maybe he's just kind of stopped for the season now. They know that Leicester are safe and like they're doing all right. They're kind of on the beach a little bit. I mean, I know I say they're safe, but they should be pushing for a Europa spot really. And uh, I feel like Mares, he really should be putting himself in the shop window a bit more. Maybe this game and the next double game week, he might do that and he might surprise us all. And he might be one of these players which no one's going for, which may just suddenly be in the points. I mean, like he's got three shots on target and four chances created in, in game week 34, Mares. But just everyone's leaving, losing faith in Leicester at the moment due to their poor form. And their defence, I suppose a lot of people went that, chill well and I stayed away from him thinking that uh, Morgan was more nailed and then obviously Morgan didn't play the two games because he can't seem to manage two games too close to one another so it's still a risk if you do go for chill well because they've, they've still got Fuchs to play as well so nearing towards the end of the season I'm just kind of steering away from them a little bit I'm, I would love to invest in them in terms of Mares or Vardy I, I think that Vardy would be a good option but I'm I'm just staying away for now I'm, I don't have too much faith they're not in great form so yeah not not for me yeah there's been quite a lot of love for uh, for Chilwell over time hasn't there mm. as a cheaper option at the back for Leicester like you say though it's just as whether he will start or not has been trusted by the manager this season so he might be a good differential yeah, he still could be. He's still quite cheap as well. I don't know how much he yeah. is now. He, 4.4, he, I think. Yeah, 4.4. Yeah, so, I mean, if he starts, then he could be a really good option. I can't see him keeping a clean sheet against Arsenal, regardless of whether we play our reserve team or not. But there still is points there, because going forward, I feel like there could be goals in both those games, because they are at home in both games. That is a massive plus. You've got to look at these games as playing at home is a big advantage nowadays, and especially against Arsenal, who still haven't scored any points away from home this season, uh, this year even. So what, what about Palace? I mean, Zaha's been the go-to all season for people as, as far as um, Palace go. Booking at the weekend, no attacking returns, Nil-nil against Watford. Is is Palace a steer clear team now, Iceman, or do you think there's still some value in Zaha? I mean, I would, I would don't think I'll go for anyone else from Palace. I mean, like they're they've only got the single game week in 37. They've got no doubles, so Zaha would be the one I look at still. They're still kind of scrapping relegation. You know, this game week he will be the man to get points if if anyone was to get points. Palace did have 35 minutes to get an attempt against Watford, so that doesn't fill me with kind of optimism. 
he is involved in everything they do for Palace though, Zaha. They kind of started a little bit more in the second second half and he did go over about four or five times in and about the box and I do think he should have had a penalty. So that could be he could be one of these players which could score big in this in a single game week, which people are just avoiding because of the, the double. But maybe Zaha because he is starting up front still, I mean they do have Stoke away and as mentioned before, Stoke yeah, not very good in defence at the moment. They are the highest for shots conceded over the last four and over the last six as well. So he could be a good punt to keep throughout these game weeks. Eh? Just Zaha from Paris. So I wouldn't go anyone else. Yeah, I agree. I think he's um, he's a mercurial player. He When he turns up, he turns up. He's got a fairly high ceiling when he turns up. Lucas, is, is uh, Zaha featured for you much this season or any other Palace players for that matter? I've not uh, no, I didn't have Zaha in. Um, I think cause he he was injured for for a while, wasn't he? And then I just I, I never put him in. But he is he is their main man, isn't he? He's the, he's the only one really I think that's going to get that's going to get any points. I mean, if you wanted like an absolute punt in the dark, you'd maybe look at Townsend at five point six. But I think that is like an, a, a real a real outside bet. But yeah, so I, if you were going to put anyone in, it'd be Zaha because you know you never, he might he might score a brace against yeah. Leicester, and then you've suddenly got a good amount of points but I think at this stage we've got to be looking at the double game week players as well and um, there's, I think there's probably better value out there than than him perhaps Yeah I have to agree I think um, yeah, like you say Townsend would be an outside punt but yeah Palace a bit unpredictable at the moment for me in terms of committing to them OK well let's not spend too much time on them let's move on to Huddersfield against Everton Huddersfield do actually have the, the double game week the only issue is the uh, the first tie happens to be against away at Man City, which is about as duff a tie as you can get at the moment, and the uh, and the second one is a hit Chelsea. So it's going to be a horrible week for uh, Barclays' <laughs> side. I'll be honest with you, I didn't actually know they had a double game week. It just they've just totally gone off my radar completely. I just feel like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have to say, even with two games, I'm not really tempted by any of their players at the moment. Luke, have you have you got any love for Huddersfield here, or do you think it's just going to be roll up and score goals for the two blue sides? Yeah, not none at all. I've, uh, as I say, I've got I've got Mounier still languishing in my team at the moment, so I'm looking to ship him out as soon as possible. But I suppose I. You know, if if I have to keep him in for the double game week, then it wouldn't hurt. But he doesn't even start every game, so no, nah, they just yeah, no avoid. I would say. <laughs> yeah, I smell the same with regards to Huddersfield. Just yeah, yeah, I wouldn't bother. I mean, like yeah. if more more of uh, for this particular fixture, and probably for maybe even the rest of the season, I do think that there could be some value in Everton. I mean, like their fixtures towards the end, they've got Huddersfield, then they've got Southampton at home, and then West Ham. Uh, again, maybe another team that you could invest for just a single game week. I mean, they kept very solid against Newcastle, keeping the clean sheet. Um, they could possibly keep a clean sheet here. Baines has actually averaged 5.2 points per match since his return from injury. So, yeah, good fixtures. Uh, Baines could be on penalties as well. There, there could be some value in... Everton and actually holding on to him. I'm not going to do it myself because I, I feel like the double game weeks, um, double game week players have probably got you know higher seedling, but there is potential there. Yeah, Luke, what are your thoughts on Everton? Yeah, similar really. I've noted Baines as a as a potential option. Um, I've still got Walcott in my team, and obviously he, he scored on, um, last night against Newcastle, so I could potentially keep him in. But now, apart from that, it's again it's because they haven't got a double game week. Really, I'm kind of trying to look for the players that have. So I might even take Walcott out at some point. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't hold any faith in Wilcott, to be honest. I mean, he got the goal, but I, yeah, he's very hit and miss, isn't he? It's his yeah. second attacking return for Everton, I think. And he's played like the last 15 games or so. I, I would be removing him for like a double game player. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a fair shout. I think Big Big Sam seems to be testing him out on the left hand side to cut him on the right foot. Big uh, big finish from him yesterday, actually. So yeah, I mean, if, yeah. if they did have a double game, they they have only conceded five big chances in the last six game weeks. I mean, like, that is equal to City over that period. So it does does show that Big Sam is making them a bit more solid at the back. So if you've got them and you've got a uh, Everton defender. I wouldn't necessarily make that your first transfer if you're looking to transfer double game with players in. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Uh, maybe one for the other game week of the season. Um, Newcastle versus West Brom then, chap. So Newcastle do have a double game week. They're away at Watford and then uh, away at Spurs. So tough, tough ties. Obviously went down 1-0 against Everton. West Brom... Pretty much dead and buried. A little bit of fight against Liverpool to come back from 2-0 down. That's no mean feat. Iceman, what, what do you think about this fixture and kind of moving forward for these two? Yeah, well, West Brom, they're fighting, but like Burnley, not enough points in a single game week player to actually warrant owning or actually bringing in. So steering away from them. But Newcastle, they have got over the 40 points, as I mentioned last week. They, so they could be easing up a little bit. They got the draw in the last game, but they did have four straight wins before the last game. Benitez only made one change to the week before, bringing in Slomani for Gale so it looks like he's kind of riding out the season with kind of the same team I mean you could invest in their defence and like, like I've got Dummett at the moment they, they've only conceded three in their last five and they're fourth behind City Liverpool and Chelsea for attempts conceded in the last six so it shows that they are really solid at the back at the moment I mean Dubrovka is the lowest for the amount of saves in the last four with only two saves I mean like obviously I wouldn't necessarily own him because he's not going to get you any save points but potentially there's a lot of clean sheets to to come from their uh back four so yeah i i am invest i'm keeping dummett in my wild card he's he is my man at 4.2 so uh so dummett's the the cheaper option there isn't he at the back i do like your shouts um around dubravka certainly has impressed since he's uh since he's coming from sparta prague he's yeah. the uh, uh, keeper for, for them at the moment um if you uh you know trying to get 15 players for the double game weeks if you've got your bench boost could be a really good rotation keeper as well to go in tandem with another cheap keeper. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. exactly what I'm doing. I think for mine, I've got I've I put Dubravka in because there, there's there's definitely clean cheap potential in there, especially against Watford. Yeah, they've also only conceded five shots on target in the last four, which is top for all the teams. So yeah, just showing that they 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 are really strong at the back at the moment. I wouldn't necessarily invest up top there. I mean, a lot of people looking at Perez. I do think he's a bit of a flash in the pan. Well, he did get five attempts on goal in the last game week, which was yeah. more than any other player. I just, I just don't think that it will continue. I think it's reasonable. Yeah, he was he was a one week punt. So we'll um, we'll see how he goes on over time. Yeah. So and I can't really say there's any West Brom players I'll be backing at the moment. I think your shout about Rondon was a good one last week, Iceman. Yeah, it worked out. He potentially is quite good on the stats at the moment, Rondon. But yeah, as, as mentioned, not not enough points to be warranting to bring in at the moment for a single game player. Thirty-seven. Uh, Luke, any any love for the West Brom at all? No, no, I agree. I agree <laughs> yeah. with you there. 
Yeah, not a lot of ways we can go with that. Well, let's move on to the uh, there's a South Coast derby here. We've got Saints taking on Bournemouth. Saints have a double game week. They are still fighting for their lives under Mark Hughes. Bournemouth without the double game week, so they are interesting me much less. From a Saints perspective, Austin is the one that uh, people keep coming back to. Iceman, have you got any thoughts about will Saints feature in your double game week two? Yeah, potentially they will. I mean, I've looked at McCarthy. Uh, he's in goal. He's someone that I'm looking at for the game week 37. I mean, I've, I've got De Gea in my team, so I'm going to play him for the other games. But I'm most probably bench boosting game week 37. And I think McCarthy, there could be a potential there. I mean, like, they've not got bad fixtures in that game week 37 in terms of Everton away and Swansea away. I mean, please note that they are both away games. So got to kind of think about that as well but yeah we, we did have a question here from crooner has just put southampton or swansea defender he's already sold alonso this week uh main reason price and needed money elsewhere so do you think there are any options at the back for southampton luke i'm gonna see what you reckon on this one no i, I had a little look and they're battling for relegation aren't they so anything can happen but they're just in terrible form southampton they haven't won in god knows how long and um so i in term, if you're going for a defender, I'd definitely go for a Swansea defender over over a Southampton, which uh, which we'll probably get onto, won't we, when we preview their game next. But um, no, not really. I mean, and Charlie Austin doesn't play enough, does he? No. putting him in the team. No, it's, it's, for some reason, Hughes has got someone against him. I mean, like he hit the post and I think he scored like a, a goal which he pushed on. Caballero in the FA Cup but he actually started in the FA Cup semi-final and he looked pretty good and I do think they're going to need him for the rest of the season I thought that mm. I thought that about the last game week and the game week, the last double game week 34 but he didn't actually start either of them which was gutting for me because I brought him in but I do think that he could probably be a good differential Austin for some managers if Hughes is actually wising up slightly and realise that he is a goal scorer and they need to play him he could be a good pick for some because they need goals don't they they, they are battling relegation they need goals from yeah. somewhere yeah yeah. I mean, Shane Long must literally play like Mohamed Salah in training because he keeps getting picked doesn't he yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at so he's played yeah. every like the last three games but he's just he just hasn't got the same goal threat as, as Austin. So uh, maybe Hughes will, will realise. Yeah, he ha- Hughes actually has labelled this game as a must win. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I reckon if you're, if you're lagging behind and you just want to take some sort of punt or you're on your wild card or something, I reckon Ch- Charlie Austin could be a good one to go for. I'm not going to do it myself to be honest, because I do think it's a bit of a risk because whether or not he'll play or not, because you can't trust Hughes. But yeah, potential. Mm. And yeah, cheers, cheers, Mark Hughes. We're eight, eighteen, uh, four points behind Swansea, and you're only now saying that this is a must-win yeah. game. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, better late than never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of Bournemouth, before uh, in before the Iceman, um, you can pick Stanislas. No, seriously. Yeah, um, Bournemouth don't have a double game week, and um, I can't say again. There's many of their players particularly interest me. Get, this this might get silenced. Do either of you fancy any Bournemouth players at the moment? Mm. No, not for me. Silence predicted, silence achieved. Okay, let's move on, chaps. Just before you do, just a quick one, because I know a lot of people are looking at... I gave you a chance to speak about Bournemouth. I know there's uh, a few people that are looking at Cedric and Stevens. 
for Southampton yep. just because they're cheap options playing the two games. Um, Stevens is just coming back, so he's probably going to displace Bednarek. Is that how you say it? Yep. Bednarek, because he's been starting the last few games. So don't get too hopeful on that. I feel like he may come out of the team now and Stevens straight back in. So just be wary because he's a cheap option, which people may go for. I think that Stevens just may displace him. So I do think Stevens, he does get forward quite attacking uh, on corners. So he, could be a good option and Cedric in this uh, wing back role seems to be working for Southampton a little bit better he does get forward quite a bit and he got a couple of assists against Arsenal the other week so potential options there and I have thought about um, McCarthy and goal as well okay. can we move on should we move on to uh, Swansea versus Chelsea yeah uh, the player I want to shout in this one, it, it feels like an Arsenal bias, but I really think Olivier Giroud over the last few games of the season could offer some decent value to FPL managers. Chelsea have the double game week in 37. They're at home against Liverpool. They're at home against Huddersfield. Away at Swansea here. That's three, in terms of defensively Liverpool as well, that for me is three pretty good fixtures. I think Conte is is trusting Giroud more than Morata at the moment, and Giroud actually looks more dangerous when he plays. So I think if you wanted a cheaper price kind of punty option, Giroud doesn't offer bad value. Let me just get the price of him. Bear with. Eight point two, I think I've got straight it. Straight in there, nice on one. It, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> straight I've done my right. research. I've done my he, research. He's got, <laughs> he's got him in. So eight point two. So 2.2 cheaper than Morata. He's scored half the points that Morata has this season in so many less games. So his goals to game ratio is much better. A little bit of form recently in the cup competitions as well. So I just fancy Giroud to play a lot until the end of the season and can just see him getting a few as Chelsea really have to push for this top four place. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I mean, Conte did play Giroud and Morata up top against Burnley so uh, he he may he may do that coming up and I think that Giroud's earned his place in that team so I think like he should start it's whether or not you trust Conte or not you know because it's, if uh, Giroud and Mata play that's going to displace William so be wary of that if you are holding on to William I just kind of don't think that he is a good option now I mean he didn't start in the last game but that was probably due to the FA Cup being just around the corner and he has had seven shots on target in the last so he's not doing too bad surprisingly not bad stats but yeah I think that some people are moving away from him and we had we had a question from David Isaac here he's just saying thoughts on Alonso and William going forward and then um, Pierre replied I think getting Cedric for Alonso but keeping William so people are looking at um, moving out these Chelsea players what are your thoughts on that Luke what are your thoughts on these Chelsea players and going forward yeah I've got I've got William at the moment and put him in a while but again he's kind of gone off he had a few good games and then and then didn't really score many points. So I'm looking at possibly moving him out for I'm not sure who yet, but he possibly moving him out. But Giroud was someone that I wrote down as a possible differential because I don't think many people will, will put him in. And he's got that he's got potential to score goals and he just scored in the FA Cup uh, in the semi-final, didn't he? And um, he seems to be playing well. Conti seems to like him so 8.2 million I mean there's some pretty good value there particularly if you've got Firmino and Firmino isn't going to be playing as much because of the Champions League yeah. Um, yeah. and then obviously you've got your you know your obvious is is Hazard um, that would be a, a bit of a punt I think but they've got the double 
football game week and he pops up with two or three goals and you're laughing. Yeah, I, I've been burnt by Hazard many times. And <laughs> yeah, me too, ten, to be ten, fair. Yeah, he tends to go through a lot of uh, just blanks whenever he wants to and then he'll come up with a couple of goals, get a big haul and be, entice you in and then blank for the next five weeks. So, yeah, it could be a good shout if you're chasing. I wouldn't... Um, I not, ju- go on, Pete. Can I just throw, a, just throw a, a not so much a statistical spin on this, which all us FPL managers like. Just, I think, Chelsea... They've got the home games at Stamford Bridge. Mm. They're chasing Tottenham, who are bitter rivals. They're within reaching distance of Tottenham. So if they if they keep winning, that you know potentially, we know Tottenham. And this isn't just being a bitter Arsenal fan. I promise you, Tottenham do slip awesome. up at the end of the season. There's a bit of a track record of that. <laughs> I just think these Chelsea players are going to be bang up for getting this Champions League spot for the season. Yeah, the yeah. only the only thing is that they've got that Conte probably leaving at the end of the season, whether the drive's going to be there as much. We know they petered out a couple of seasons ago, finished 10th in the end, just because they all gave up. So whether or not that will come into play is another thought. I mean, uh, Giroud would be the man. I mean, like he is suited to that lone striker role, which Conte has been playing recently. I mean, like the likes of Maratta and Batshuayi, they're great strikers, but I don't think they're suited to that lone striker role in the 4-3-3 formation, and Giroud is. So if he does play him, yeah, I think that he could get some big points here. Yeah, As you mentioned, two home games, Liverpool with the Champions League hanging over them, and Huddersfield, like, you know, what can you say about Huddersfield? Uh, so, yeah, potential, quite a lot of points here for Chelsea. The only thing is, Alonso's banned now, <clears throat> so a lot of people got him. He will be back for game week 37, but I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play both games because Emerson's been playing recently and Alonso's been a bit of a defensive liability of late and Emerson's done all right. So I wouldn't be surprised if he played instead. So I would be wary about hanging on to Alonso there. But if you've got the likes of uh, Aspilicueta or something like that, I'll probably hang on to them. Yeah, you just look at the Chelsea team and you think if they just had like a KDB and a, and a Sala just off the striker, someone like a Lukaku performing regularly, what a side that would be. They've got Barkley there doing nothing. He's I, played one minute. I, I presume you, you missed the point of why I said that then. Oh, sorry. I, um, I missed that. Let's say it again. Uh, Luke, did you get why I labelled those particular three players? Well, it's Lukaku. Yeah, this this joke's gone flat. The point I was making is they <laughs> use the three players they need, they used to own. So, <laughs> Oh, I see. Oh, right. so I, yes. I didn't actually hear the players. And no, if, neither did I. I only heard Lukaku. That's, <laughs> that's fair enough. Well, if you're a listener of the pod and you, you got what I was trying to go for, uh, please tweet us. And, uh, and, uh, oh, Chap, Swansea City. Um, again, Fighting at the bottom there. Any love for them? Luke, let's go to you first for them. Uh, well, I mean, I was looking. I, I think there might be potential for a couple of their defenders, perhaps, if you were looking for a cheap option. Maybe Kyle Norton, but maybe not for this week against Chelsea. I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking ahead. They've got Bournemouth away, Southampton at home and Stoke at home. They're all big, big games coming up and they're still... They're 17th, so fighting for relegation. There might be potential in there. If you want someone cheap, maybe Jordan Ayew um, in attack. But 
Not for this particular game week, though. Yeah, I, I think I agree because <clears throat> I've actually got Jordan Ayew in my wildcard team at the moment. He's my cheap third striker option. And he has been on form lately and he has been putting away the goals. He's on penalties. He will always be a little goal threat there. Um, I don't think you can judge Swansea in terms of their stats at the moment because I, I had to look at them and they were just absolutely ruined by that City game that they played in. City just demolished them. So... It's difficult to kind of read how good they are in defence at the moment, but I do think that um, they've got Van der Horn back now, so that kind of pushes Norton back out to the right back where he was getting assists more and goes forward a bit more. They've also got Mawson, who got quite a bit forward against City, so he'll always be that kind of sneaky goal threat, which might be a little gem, but he's just a bit kind of overpriced for me to actually bring into my team but at the moment I've got Norton in my team currently because he is that 4.6 option so obviously Fabianski he seems to be right up there on the uh, point FPL points uh, for keepers at the moment like he's um, fourth out of all the keepers so he's 4.7 he's, he's in my team but I'm, whether or not I keep him I'm not sure whether I keep go for him or McCarthy but I do think these players can be options. Yeah, even Andre Ayew, he's got potential goals in him. I mean, like he's playing up front with his brother and they do connect quite well. There's potential points here. Maybe not, like you say, maybe not in this game, but for the Bournemouth, Southampton and Stoke games to finish the season, battling for relegation, they need goals and I feel like it's going to come from Jordan and Andre Ayew. Yeah, they've got good home form as well. I mean, last four... Last four games, I mean, beat Arsenal 3-1, Burnley 1-0, beat West Ham 4-1 and drew one all with Everton. So there's, there's definitely goals in there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, not a bad shout. I think attacking options-wise, they've looked pretty good. The IU brothers definitely providing a bit of threat. Well, let's move to West Ham versus Manchester City. So City do actually have a double game week. And their double game week is against Huddersfield at home. And... Uh, is a second game against Brighton at home, and then there's this fixture at West Ham. So, had they not already won the league, you might think to yourself, "Great to uh, great to go for them for the, the next three game weeks." Having said that, we all thought they might take the foot off the gas at the weekend, and that couldn't have been further from the truth. So, the question is, Iceman, who is going to get the game time? Are they just going to keep parading this team of the season that's walked the league, or are we going to see a bit more of our Bernardo Silvers, of our Yaya Torres? Of our Danilo's, but what do you think? Yeah, this, that that is the question for this game and going for the rest of the season. I mean, we've got a few from the listeners. We've got one here from Mark uh, M. Bison is just saying how many City should we get for the game week thirty six wildcard? Which ones? And obviously, people want to load up on City players. I mean, like we've got FPL Alex saying three City players that Pep won't rotate. I'm having Sterling, Jesus, and Silva right now, but he wants to get Edison in. I mean, like if you're looking at any. City City player is always going to be a case of whether they're going to be rotated. We go back to the start of the season where we were looking at all these City players that were scoring loads of goals and we were like, right, who are we going to bring in? And we didn't, no one actually knew who was nailed. And uh, despite having wrapped up the league, I mean, like Pep did name a strong team against Swansea, but he did have a few kind of outside players in. Uh, so he, he did actually say in an interview that he still wants to improve the team. So you're kind of going to expect more changes there. Sterling came off a little bit earlier. So hopefully that will mean he will start. But 
like at the start of the season, it's going to be a risk for any of them due to rotation. But they are so good and they've also got great fixtures. And I feel it is, it could be worth the risk, whoever you bring in. So I feel like I'm going to load up free on uh, City players. I just think Pep wants to see like kind of what other squad players can do in the competitive game. So if you get a player that's benched, like, you know, don't complain if you heard me say bring them in <laughs> because any of them could be benched. Yeah, preferably no complaints at all about the Iceman. <laughs> only only good stuff. I think, again, another factor just to look at here, none of those City players are going to want to go into the World Cup having sat on their arse for a month before. So I think you're still going to see your KDB starting. You're still going to see your David Silvers. They might get subbed off a little bit sooner and they might miss or not start the second game. But I think you're still going to see good game time. The one that seems the most now for me um, would be Jesus with the absence of Aguero of late but even then we have seen Sterling start up top this season so you never know if he's going to rotate but I think Jesus would be one that I would recommend for those three fixtures. Yeah I'm I'm very similar to you boys really I mean just take your pick from their from their attack I mean one thing that Pep does keep saying is that they're going for the they they want to go for the records they want to break the records which would suggest that he's going to stick with your Sterling's KDB and Jesus is almost nailed on, I would say, with if Aguero's not playing. But then, you know, you, you never know. But I think, yeah, you just you take your pick. Bernardo Silva could be a good one, seven point two million. But then again, he might not start. So, but yeah, they're just uh, with those fixtures as well. No matter who they play, they're going to get goals. Yeah, they. I mean, they, they've scored two or more goals in twenty-seven of their thirty-three Premier League games this season. That just shows that they're. It's just still firing. I mean, the David Silva's into double figures now. KDB, he's not scored since January, but he couldn't wait to score. And wow, what a goal that was. That was well worth the wait. Sterling, um, you know, you can't say enough about him. Goal and assist and won the penalty, which Jesus couldn't put away. He's actually got an expected goal involvement of 4.9. And that's since game week 30 when he came back from injury. He is the highest player for expected goal involvement from game week 30 as well you can see why he is the uh, player which has been brought in the most for this game week do, do you guys have Sterling or are you thinking about bringing him in yeah I, well I got him in I triple captained him last week so it went it, it oh yeah of course good. he did yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah definitely keeping him in I may take um, Otamendi out because he is he hasn't been started so that's the the pep the pep rotation. I mean, we played company, didn't he? And was it Laporte played in the last game? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I may take I may take Otamendi out, but yeah, definitely keeping Sterling in. I mean, it would be really nice to invest in the City defence, but who do you go for that's nailed to start on every week? Their stats are great, and they're top of the defensive stats, only conceding 26 attempts in their last five. Just isn't anyone in the back line who I think is 100%. I mean, company may be the closest, but Walker, like you say, uh, Otamendi rested in the last game, Walker rested in the last game, and the game before. Laporte plays every other game. Mendy is back. I think Stones is coming back from injury. Danilo's still going to be available. I mean, I even looked at him as a 5.0 option, but there's just so much choice for Pep. You just don't know who's going to bench next. And you, you just want those players to play. I mean, even Edison, he would be a great choice, but he may play Bravo in these end games at some point. Like I said, with 
the medal thing. Um, he, he can distribute the medals, but I feel like he wants to give Bravo a couple more games. And there's also actually attacking threat for Edison. He was quoted saying, I want to score before the end of the season. So I think he was a bit annoyed that Jesus missed that penalty. And I think he wanted to be on the penalty. Yeah, I saw that. What I'm taking from that is that we can't guarantee anything. We <laughs> cannot guarantee anything. We've been named the entire city squad. We don't know. Roll the dice, but you can be fairly sure that some of the bigger names will get game time. Yeah. yeah. Fair summary? Yeah, fair summary. And Jesus is probably a must. Okay. Um, West Ham United, Iceman. Oh, yeah, we didn't even think about them because they're playing, they're playing City. I suppose, I mean, Lanzini's back in the team, so he made a slight difference when he came on in the Arsenal game. And he could start this game, so he may be able to feed Arnie in more. Uh, he, he was kept as the lone striker against Arsenal, whereas they have got Carroll back in action. Also, uh, Hernandez is there. So he scored and he had a load of chances, Arnie. And I don't think it actually matters who he plays. So I just think he can score against anyone. I kind of think he's fixture proof. What are your, what are your thoughts on, on Arnie, guys? Uh, yeah, I've got him in. Yeah, yeah. He's, I, I brought him in last week and, um, yeah, we'll be keeping him in for their, for their double. Yeah, I mean, like he is the first West Ham player to reach double yeah. figures in three years. So eight shots on target in the last four is top f- for all players. So it's just a bit wary about Carroll because he came on against Arsenal and they pushed Arnie out to the right. Whether or not that will blunt his points potential, I don't know. But he is in my wildcard team at the moment. And I'm actually thinking about starting him against City, even with the uh, defensive stats that I, I listed, whether or not uh, Pep changing his team around might actually affect their defensive stats. And I feel like Arnie's still, as I, as I mentioned, probably fixture-proof. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. They, they've got the double game week as well, of course, West Ham. So away at Leicester and then home against Man United. Some potential attacking threats there, especially with Leicester not being great at the back. They might get one against City. I don't know. I just think they're one of those double game week teams which I'm less confident of scoring points in, a bit like Brighton. Yeah, cheap, cheap option at uh, 4.2 is the wing-back Masuaku. He seems to be playing now, so he had quite a lot of attacking stats towards the start of the season by why everyone brought him in for their double game week uh, in the middle of the season. So he could be a good one to go for. Not Declan yeah. Rice, though, who gifted Arsenal's second goal. <laughs> um Lads, I'm going to have to get all nostalgic for you uh, just for a second. Do you remember the days of Pizzagate? Do you remember the days of Vieira versus Keane? Yes. The days of versus Ruud van Nistelrooy. It is, of course, a Sunday fixture, 4.30, Manchester United against Arsenal, with nowhere near the same amount of spice attached to it as there used to be. Luke, as a United fan, how do you see this one going? Uh... I mean, judging by Arsenal's away form, I'd expect a United win, particularly as we've been winning these, we've been winning the bigger games recently. Beat Liverpool, beat Chelsea, beat Spurs at the weekend. But we only seem to play well when we go one nil down. So if you st- if you start winning one nil, then uh, then we'll probably win. But if not, you will probably lose. So is there anyone specifically that you would you would shout from United? Um, the thing is, the way Mourinho plays, there's none of our attacking players are likely to get big scores. I mean, you get the odd, you get the goal, make a goal from Lukaku, a goal perhaps from Sanchez, but I think there's better options elsewhere. To be honest, I mean, if you can afford Sanchez 
and you're you're a bit you know you're a bit behind in your mini league or something like that, then stick Sanchez in because he's he's in top form. He's against his old club, and they've got the double game week: Brighton and then West Ham, um, and then Watford at home to finish. So I think if you look for an outside bet and you've got the money, then then stick Sanchez in. Yeah, I spent any thoughts on United. I, with United, it's it's difficult to go for any of the attackers for me. I mean, we put in Lukaku, he got us the one goal in the last game week. It's just he's not going to get many, and I can't see many big hauls from any of their players. I think Sanchez is too much money for me. Lingard may be a possibility at six mil. He not necessarily going to play every game, but he may get you a couple of points here and there for that price. Just, I think they will be playing their best team as that second spot is not secured yet. And it is good practice until the FA Cup final. I think that now Phil Jones is back. He is in my team at the moment, but whether or not I will keep him is another story based on game time. But I do think he'll play to the end of the season. Whenever he's been fit, he has played for United. So I see him as a, as kind of a, a good option to go there. And he loves the bonus. Phil Jones. He's only second to Aspi over the season for total bonus points. So shows, you know, he, he can be a good source of points. And with United, they've always been good this season throughout the back. And De Gea is definitely in my team. He will stay there and uh, I will be playing him in this double game week. It's just after this game, they've got good fixtures to the end of the season. So. Yeah, it's just kind of defence for me. Maybe Lingard, not going Lukaku or Alexis. We've kind of answered the question from Alex Ball here. He's just put um, thoughts on Man United attack for the double game week. So here are my thoughts and there are Luke's. What are your thoughts, Billy? Well, um, <laughs> I, I can't resist playing Lukaku again in a, in a double game week um, with the fixtures that he's got. So I actually would shout Lukaku for this game week. Agree, though, with the rotation, the other players. Lingard was a hopeful for me. But again, you never know if Mourinho is going to rotate them in. Sanchez is quite prominent now. So Lukaku is the only attacking player I would go for. I would agree De Gea is my kind of nailed-on option for them um, from a defensive perspective. Yeah. Um, what about our beloved Arsenal, Iceman? Yeah, well, it's three days after the first leg of the Europa League semi-final. So... Can you just explain something to me? Yeah. Why, why was Aubameyang injured the other day? Because I couldn't understand why the only player that, that is banned in the Europa League would start on the bench. Well, what Wenger was doing, I think, was kind of a warm-up game for the Europa League, like playing the team which he would start against Atletico. So Aubameyang, that's why he was benched, but he made a difference when he came on. We started scoring goals, so that's a bit nervous for our Europa tie. But you, you can't really rely on any of Arsenal players for me. Um, I mean, maybe Aubameyang to the end of the season. I mean, Ozil was ill for the sixth time this season. I don't know why he keeps getting ill. But I think I do think Aubameyang will start. It's just we need to find out if they're going to go through the Europa League, whether we're going to invest in any of Arsenal players. I mean, Arsenal may be the trick which people are missing out on because they've got this Europa League and you're not necessarily guaranteed on any of their players starting. They're right behind City in terms of stats with 72 attempts in the last four and uh, 29 on target is actually top within the last four and they've got Burnley Leicester in the double game week then Huddersfield last game of the season if they weren't in the Europa League and you can actually nail a player on Arsenal definitely go for them and Ramsey was one I was actually looking at whether or not to keep him it's just that we've got a few injuries at the moment so maybe he'll have to play so he's he's a potential for me Ramsey yeah, I think Ramsey's a great shout. He's, he's looked good all season, coming up with goals and assists. It's just a shame he was injured for that period of time. Luke, any, any thoughts on the Gunners? 
Yeah, Ramsey was the one I was looking at as well. I mean, he's he's capable of just popping up with two or three goals, isn't he? And big scores. So if you if you're a bit behind and you uh, and you get one of those weeks, you're you're laughing. So he, he, I think he'd be a good punt, Ramsey. But yeah, I've got Abama Yang in, in my team. Put him in, and then Wenger benched him for Lacazette. Yeah, so nice. just just don't. No, I think he's there. I think he's your best player. But it's whether he whether he starts him or not, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so we've got some mixed love in this fixture for uh, Arsenal and United. If we round things off, chaps, with Spurs against Watford. Spurs, of course, have a double game week. I think they they provide some pretty promising um, returns, especially as they want to keep Chelsea off their tails for top four. Kane is trying his best to chase Salah for the golden boot. Eriksen, who is the one I'd probably go for more in terms of his form. What do you think about uh, Spurs, Luke? Yeah, I think I think this is this is the team you got to load up on. I think if um, if any, because they've got a show of reaction to um, to the FA Cup and um, and they need to secure top four and they're against a Watford team who haven't won in six. They haven't scored in their last four away games. You know they lost five nil to Liverpool, three nil to Arsenal. I think this is going to be. I think there's going to be goals in this one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Eriksson, Kane, Ali potentially. Ben Davis, I, I, I was looking at to, to possibly come in. Um, you know, there's a possibility of clean sheets, a clean sheet here, and, and Davis loves getting forward and getting the odd assist. So, yeah, I think Tottenham have got really good value now. Yeah, a lot of people have looked at Davis, and I've looked at him on my wildcard, and he probably will play this game. He'll probably play the strongest team because they've had quite a bit of a break. But I know that Rose is coming back from injury, so it's, right. they'd love to rotate their full-backs, and whether or not they'll do that in a double game week. I mean, like he could probably score quite a lot of points here, Davis, because, as I mentioned, he does get forward. He's actually got goal for it as well. Um, mm. But I'm actually opting for Vertonghen here. I, I had a look at Spurs, and obviously there is a problem with Spurs that they, they've got Lloris in goal, and he seems to be a bit of a liability. I looked at their expected goal stats as well, and they're actually quite high. They're actually third for most expected goals in the last four. So it doesn't hold that much hope for them, but they have kept four clean sheets in their last six home games. So I, I'm I'm going for Vertonghen, and I'm hoping that he. He's obviously going to play. He does get a bit further forward when they're pushing forward Tottenham. He did in the FA, uh, FA Cup semi-final. So I would say that he's probably the most nailed-on player to go for. I wouldn't go for Trippier or Davis based on the rotation, but Davis could potentially score big within uh, for this game and towards the end of the season. Just be wary that Rose is coming back and he could be benched. Yeah, I think that's a good shot. I agree. The Tongan does seem to have been the nailed on one this season. It's a, it's a real shame that Toby hasn't quite got back to the heights of last year with his injury. But uh, the Tongan, I think, is going to be nailed. What about Watford, Iceman? Anyone from them? Uh, Watford's on the beach. Dini might be out. He's got a foot injury. I think Pereira was forced off with a groin injury, so he might not start. Kiko may come back in instead. But yeah, like um, Luke said, some good stats there with no win in six, and they've conceded 13 goals in their last six. And that's only Bournemouth have conceded more in that period, so it just shows, yeah, they've kind of they've given up now, Watford. So yeah, I reckon this is an Ali, Ericsson, Son, Kane, all of them could probably score big here. Ali's got three goals and two assists in the last four. Like he might be an out of the dark punt. Everyone's going for Ericsson because he's more nailed. Son probably the cheapest could be a good option. It's just that you've always got that Lamella and um, Mora to actually displace him and, and take his place. So 
bit more riskier with Son, more nailed with Ericsson and Ali. Uh, but I can see points from any of them. It's a bit of a lottery who you go for. Yeah, I think it's a great shout, Iceman, from you. Um, and that brings us to the, the end of the game week fixture. So I think, Iceman, it's time for you to uh, have a little break. Yeah, thanks, mate. Just... Back in just a moment. <laughs> Back in just a moment. <laughs> Right, the Iceman's had his tinkle, so we can now sum up and talk about captains. So, Liverpool versus Stoke, we shouted Ings, we shouted Salah. And Clavin as potential differentials this week. Salah, of course, isn't a differential. Burnley versus Brighton, Barnes was the only one we could really come up with in that fixture. Palace versus Leicester, Vardy, Mares potentially, and maybe Chilwell as a differential. Zaha, the only name from Palace we shouted. Huddersfield versus Everton. Baines, the only one that really got any uh, any leverage from any of us. Newcastle versus West Brom. We were looking at Dubrovka and Dummett as cheap options for the double game week. Saints versus Bournemouth, McCarthy and maybe Austin if Hughes uh, gets his act together. Swansea versus Chelsea. Giroud was the unanimous shout. Hazard is a big differential. Uh, and IU brothers from Swansea for differentials. West Ham versus City. The general conversation we have, I've, I was writing down the names as we went, and in the end, uh, I just typed out the whole squad. So it's pretty much <laughs> as we were, with the one exception being Jesus, seems to be the one we think will get the most game time. Lanzini, Masuaku and Arnie seem to be good shouts for West Ham in the double game week. United versus Arsenal. Not a whole lot of love for either team here, unfortunately, compared to years gone past, but Sanchez, De Gea... And, uh, and I'll take responsibility for the Lukaku shout for Arsenal, Ramsey and Aubameyang were the main ones we spoke of. And then for Spurs, again, we pretty much named the front line, Eriksson, Ali, Kane, Son, Davis and Vertonghen at the back for uh, for Spurs. Iceman said something about Watford, but I wasn't listening and neither <laughs> should you. So that sums up our game week. Anything you would add to that, Iceman? No, no nice sum up, Bob. Lovely. Right, let's move on to our captains and transfers for the week. So I'll come to our guest first. Luke, what are your plans? I am thinking wait for Anfield Express. Yeah. And if Firmino isn't starting, then I'm thinking either um, Vardy in for Firmino or Giroud in for Firmino. Um, if Firmino does start, uh, then I'll probably keep him in and maybe get a Spurs defender in for Otamendi or Ramsey in for Walcott, possibly. But yeah, that's I'm, I'm toying with those options at the moment. And captain-wise, I'm thinking Christian Eriksen for this week. A bit of a differential captain option then, really. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I'm so far behind. I mean, I might as well go for it and go for someone that might be a differential. But um, And I haven't got Salah. Uh, so... If I don't captain Ericsson, I might bottle it and go for Sterling, but I'm thinking Ericsson at the moment. Yeah, he's got four goals uh, in the last four, so why not? Good punt. Yeah. Yeah, great shout from Luke there. Really like the differential Ericsson captain. Good shout for that. Um, Iceman, where are you going on this one? Well, I'm on my wild card, so I'm making multiple transfers, but captaincy is a bit of a head-scratcher for me. It's all going to be about the Sanfield Express revealing if Salah is out and whether... Kane's going to be the best op- 
option. I mean, Watford, they're the classic beach team, aren't they? So potential for a Spurs thrashing, in my opinion. And I think that Kane kind of out of form. His underlying stats aren't too bad for the games he's actually played. 13 total goal attempts in those last four and 10 inside the box. So with those stats alone, it's on Kane for me. I think it's going to stay there. Uh, I just think that now is his time to prove that he's England's best player and he's going to be uh, winning us the World Cup. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's optimistic, that shout, to say <laughs> the least, but I'll, I'll, I'll take it from you. Yeah, I think it's difficult to look past a bitter and twisted Kane heading for the World Cup, trying desperately to chase down this little Egyptian chap who doesn't seem to know how to stop scoring. So Kane, and I think he got a big haul towards the end of last season against Watford, I seem to remember. Um, So potentially history repeating itself. I don't have Kane in my team at the moment. I've got the dilemma of, I've got Romelu Lukaku. So I might keep him and actually back him against the Arsenal, knowing how poor we are in defence. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. Complete sellout. Arson's gone, so is my uh, loyalty. No, the other one I'm also thinking about is um, is getting Jesus in and potentially capsing him against West Ham. But in, in the spirit of this section of the podcast, I'm going to hang my hat on Lukaku. Fair. Um, okay, Iceman, shall we talk about... Uh, is there any other Twitter questions for us to answer? Yeah, so we've got a few more. Another one here from David Isaac is saying, best cheap defenders for gaming 36 through to 38. So which cheap defenders are we looking at? Under 5 million, he says. Who would you, who would you look at going forward, Luke? Well, I think we mentioned um, Norton, potentially, from Swansea. Mm. Uh, they've got favourable fixtures. Um, aside from him, I think we mentioned Cedric, didn't we, for Southampton, perhaps? Yeah. Um, is he, he's under five. Yeah, um, yeah, and I was looking at maybe Yedlin for Newcastle. Yeah, he's a good shout. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. with with Newcastle's kind of defensive stats at the moment, no, I think Newcastle would be a good team to kind of invest in. As mentioned, I've mm. got Dummett. I think that Lascelles probably an attacking threat to go for there. He's four point eight. So yeah, some good shouts there. Yeah, so under five million defenders. Um, difficult one beyond the ones we've already shouted. If I'm being honest. Uh... I'll be honest, I don't really have a great answer for you at the moment, Iceman. <laughs> just just another one that I'm going to kind of throw in there as an out-of-the-dark kind of punt. The, the most assists for defender this season with seven, Cresswell. 4.9 for West Ham. Whether or not he'll get many more, I don't know, but a bit of an out-of-the-dark punt for me, Cresswell. Okay, moving on to the next question. So we've got on here from Prashant Tuari saying, as I want three City attackers, already have Jesus and Sterling, Vertonghen, Smolin, or someone else to replace Otamendi. So who do you think, uh, you're, you're looking at a replacement for Otamendi, Luke, aren't you? So who are you thinking for that? Yeah, I, I was thinking Davis um, because of his potential um, to score attacking points again. Watford um, but then you guys maybe put me off him a bit, bit with the <laughs> risk of rotation with Danny Rose coming back so I'm so I'm rethinking it now <laughs> um, but yeah I'd go I'd go a Spurs a Spurs defender if you if you're getting rid of Otamendi or yeah or a United defender so Jones or Smalling Smalling keeps popping up lately with a goal so He's got that attacking threat. Yeah, so Spurs or United. Yeah, so I didn't really talk much about Smalling, but he is another great option for United. And I think that 
it could be, I almost think that he, he should miss one of the games. The only thing is, I don't think the Tongans are going to miss any of the games. I think that the Spurs, they've got no other competitions to play for. They're going to play their best team to the end of the season. And I think that they're going to give it their all to make sure that they finish in the top four, just in case they do another bottle job and uh, screw it up. So I don't think they're going to do that. So my hat would be on the Tongan. Bully, any, any thoughts there? Yeah, I agree. I agree with Tongan. I think you could probably afford to take a little risk on Toby Alderweireld because he's back. He played 90 minutes in the last game. I reckon Spurs are going to want to do their best to keep him with talk of him going in the summer. And if he's fit, he's 0.2 less than Vertonghen and his attacking returns of days past have been very strong. So I, I think Vertonghen's a safe option, but if you want to save a little bit of money, Alderweireld would be a safe shout as well. It's a good good out the dark punt that one actually. So whether or not he will play, we don't know. But yeah, could be could be a good punt. Um, he's also got another question here: Should I stay with Mares or go Ericsson with uh, for a minus four? Is that worth it? What do you reckon on that, Billy? Uh, I think the classic thing is depends on the rest of your team. Yeah. Um, I think Ericsson. It's not a bad shout in the sense that where we say Myers has been off the boil the last few game weeks, Ericsson's been on fire. I do actually think he could potentially make up that minus four. And there aren't too many players I would say that about. So I think that would be a decent investment of four points, if I'm being honest. Yeah, Luke, opinion? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I don't I don't think Myers is, is going to do much else. He just seems to be uninterested now. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, if you, Ericsson would be would be a good shout. Yeah, I think I agree as well. We also had another one here from FPL Stato is just saying what are the best triple captain options left this season? And then uh, we've got someone here saying Kane versus West Brom and Newcastle, surely. So, <clears throat> have you guys got your triple captain left? I don't know. I used mine a while back. Yeah. Oh, you've used yeah, this I, I game used, week, didn't you? Yeah. So. Yeah, I used it. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't look beyond Kane. Really. I mean, they're they've still got they've still got stuff to play for, haven't they? Spurs. So. Yeah, he's got the golden boot to go for as well. So if you've got that option, you haven't got the bench boost like I have for game week 37, then yeah, Kane would be probably the best option. West Brom and Newcastle. Yeah, I'll probably go for that. Um, okay, moving on. So, so we're going to move to the questions just for you, Luke. So uh, we've got one here from uh, Nevertheless He Assisted at Brendan underscore Walsh one. But this man needs a t-shirt and you send him a mug. That's cold. Iceman cold. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't choose that picture. You didn't, did you? I, I, I did. Cho- I did choose it, and I said, "Is this all right to put up?" And then you didn't respond for it. So I was like, "Right, I'll put it up." Too late, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, not the best picture." I thought it was a, a lovely picture of you, mate. No, well, thanks. Bro. <laughs> I, I, I think. Uh, I think the the upright row slash trap work he's been doing came through in that picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good, strong. good choice. Yeah, strong. I mean, I've posted that photo before, so I can't really say much. About that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, so we've got another one here. FPL status just saying best move and worst move this season for you, Luke. Um, well, worst move has to be the, um, the week that Salah scored five goals and I decided to captain Steve Mounier. Oh, good um, shout, yeah. Yeah, which is just just the worst yeah, the worst thing I've ever done in FPL, <laughs> I think. Nice. Um, and best move? Still had Salah in my team. Uh, best move, um, probably the, probably ca- triple captain in Sterling. Week week just gone, thirty three points. 
was pretty happy with that. Yeah. Not, not much stands out from this season. Yeah, 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 I'll give that. That's not, not, it was a good movie. It was your high scoring player as well. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, last one here from at FPL Infinity. He's just put, uh, who is the most attractive woman and who is the most attractive man in Hollyoaks? <laughs> attractive woman. Attractive woman, I have to say, my girlfriend. Yeah, that's yeah. the easy one, surely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Daisy, uh, who plays Kim and a tr- most attractive man. Yeah, who's it? I would say um, <laughs> it's got to be it's got to be Ashley Taylor Dawson who plays who plays Darren Osborne. He's just dreamy, <laughs> dreamy. Oh, get <laughs> Right, okay. That That is it for Twitter for this week, Bully. So thanks for your questions, guys. Keep them coming next week. We really appreciate them. Yeah, thank you for that, everybody. Some really interesting questions there. Um, Iceman, we have uh, a feedback box full of uh, full of comments this week. Shall yes. I run through them? Full of comments. Yeah, you can run through them, yeah. Right, okay. So we've got a, a beauty from FPL Mediocrity saying, seriously, if you're at all serious about FPL, you have to listen to FF Surgery. Their guests make notes in colour. Nice one. <laughs> uh, and that was in comment of Richard Kenny's uh, coloured-coded note system. I believe Luke's done something similar this week, so uh, very strong. <laughs> We've also got FPL Sexy. I haven't read this yet, but I can't wait to see what comes out of my mouth. Uh, moved to a new area right on the beach. Went for a walk on New Beach. Found out the end part of beach was a new beach. I thought, why not? Screw it. So I got my pod out. Everyone said FF Surgery is the biggest and best one they had ever seen or heard. You. <laughs> uh, classic FPL Sexy. Yeah, classic. Amazing. They just get better every week. Yeah. Um, right, and uh, Faith No Moreno, uh, you'll enjoy this one, Iceman. So James moaning about his free hit failure in the first two minutes. Intro could hardly be better. Oh, yeah, that was good. I, I did have a good moan. I think it was we, deserved as well. We do like a little ranty, ranty moany, yeah, every now and again on the podcast. So thank you for that feedback. I think that was everything in the box, was it not, Iceman? It was, yeah. No, well, there, were, there were more, but, oh, God, we could go on. Forever. There's always more. Yeah. Right, okay. So let me, before I uh, do the pleasantries and finish, let's just go through the usual how to get in contact. So let's mix it up this week. Let's start with Twitter. If you want to send us any feedback or indeed any questions for the podcast or our guests, you can tweet us at FF underscore surgery. When the Iceman uploads the pod, you will know about it. Um, So please get straight onto Reddit and up the pod on there. Listen to us on SoundCloud uh, and also on iTunes as well. uh, Fancy football surgery. You can email us ffsurgerypodcast at yahoo.com if that's something that you will uh, find helps you in your working day, if you're procrastinating or just passing the time. Uh, You can go to our website, www.fancyfootballsurgery.com. You can join our mini league with the code being 1173-455. Join the thousands in the mini league. Uh, And you can also go, if you want to uh, support the, the podcast, uh, and have a chance of winning a number of wonderful prizes. Patreon.com forward slash fantasy football surgery. No comment from the Iceman. I think I've got that bit right. So I'm going to thank our guest, Luke Jurdy, from joining us. Thank you, Luke. Thanks for having me, boys. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, cheers so, for coming uh, on, mate. Appreciate it. Usually I, have to, usually I say to our listeners, where can people go to kind of uh, support you and 
you know, get general advice, but uh, you probably don't need more social media followers. But if someone did want to follow you, other than watching the television, where else can they do that? <laughs> uh, so at Luke Jurdy on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram as well. Okay, yeah, so follow Luke's career on there. And you can now ask him questions about fancy football, which I'm sure I'll be happy to uh, to get involved with. But no, great. Thanks for joining us, Luke. Been really good having you on board. Thank you very much, uh, Iceman. Any uh, this is this is our penultimate podcast, is it not? Before the uh, the end of the season, before no, you jet, we have got one more. We've got one more yeah. before I disappear. Well, you uh, selfishly leave to do charity work in India. What a what a horrible man you are. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's all selfish. All selfish. So give. Yeah, all take, take, take. <laughs> never. Um, any final words of wisdom, then, Iceman? There's never any wisdom for me, mate. Well, we just had uh, two hours of it, so I think we can use that. Uh, well, for me, Billy, it's uh, thanks for listening once again. Good luck in your game week, and we'll speak to you again next week. Pod, Luke. Thank you very much. Well in. Hold on, yeah. mate. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It was good. Warmed, warmed into it, I think. It was yeah, you get used to it. it was- <clears throat> okay, so I'm just going to do a quick test, Pete. Um, if you could tell me you love me. I will tolerate you. And, and Jesse, I'm the sexiest person you've met. <laughs> You are the sexiest person I've met. Yeah, thanks. Right.